Welcome to episode number four of the Conscious Podcast. On this podcast, I shared a really interesting conversation with the avid yogi, journalist, and lover of life, Ash Falvo. We go deep into topics including Ash's journey to acceptance, self-awareness, disconnection, and the power of being the real, authentic you. I really enjoyed this conversation, and I hope you do too. Welcome to The Conscious Pod. My name is Carlos Cerullo, and this is your place to cultivate wisdom, awareness, life insights to raise your being and become more conscious in your daily life. Before we start, I just want to give a quick shout out to a company I love so much, Snackbox Co. We founded Snackbox Co. in 2017, and our goal is to make healthy snacking simple and convenient. I love what we're doing, and I believe this is one piece to help improve the big puzzle of health in Australia. And hey, who doesn't love a snack? If you want to see our range of delicious snack boxes for home, work, or school, jump on to www.snackboxco.com.au forward slash brands and see what we've got on offer. Ashley, how are you? Good, Carly. How are you? I'm excellent, thank you. That's what have you been up to today? Um, I've had a really lovely morning, actually, just sort of chilling out at home and doing some cleaning and yep. all the fun things that you have to do on a Sunday before the week begins again. Yeah, so has it been relaxing? Though? It has been. That's yep. kind of my, my wind down on a Sunday morning. I like to strip my beds and dust and vacuum and open all the windows. It's a beautiful day today, so it's been really nice. It is. It is a lovely day. Isn't We're out it? kind of in the sunshine. Mm. Um, we're sitting outside at Black Milk again, so shout out to the team there, having a coffee, just enjoying the uh, the ambiance of Muldura mm. on a Sunday afternoon. Yep. What are you most excited about in life right now? Ooh, oh, I'd have to say my job. Yep. Yeah. Um, stepped into the role at the Sunrise Daily as a journalist in October last year. Awesome. Um, and it's just going amazing. Really, really thankful. So that's that's really exciting for me. Cool. Yeah. And did you study journalism or I is didn't. it just something you've fallen into? I The luck of the draw, really. Yep. Um, there was a features writer position advertised back in May and it was only four days a week and it was just writing um, business advertorials for businesses in town that want to advertise with the daily um, and I lucked it and fell into that role, which I'd never written before professionally or anything. Um, so I did that role until probably yeah, October. And then the editor was sort of reading some of my work and asked me if I'd be interested in a journal role, which of course I was. And I jumped at that. So yeah. Excellent. Mm. And you're enjoying it? I love it. Yeah, awesome. it's fantastic. What do you love about it? Oh, I think meeting people. Yep. Um, I've never really... I've worked in a lot of jobs, and one of the things that I hated was being stuck behind a desk all day. Mm-hmm. Um, you do it if you have to, obviously, but if you get the opportunity to get out there and meet some of the amazing, exciting people that we have in this community, that just makes my heart sing. Yeah, yeah. and that's pretty much how we met. Like It is. I actually seen Ash... Put, uh, you had an article about going vegan for a week, I did. and I, uh, I was shown by a friend, and I was like, oh, "This is this is interesting. I might send her a, a message on Facebook and uh, say, you know, well done. Thanks. For, you yeah. know, good to have an open mind. And um, I think I just said, if you need any help or any tips, mm-hmm. then you know, and, and good on you for doing it. And then yeah. we caught up for for coffee the other day just to have a chat because 
you know, we've obviously seen that we both had open minds about mm. things and, you know, kind of flourished and now we've made a good little friendship and it's, it's been awesome. So <laughs> that's why I, I wanted to bring Ash on the podcast because there's a lot of interesting things that I want to delve into because mm. we, we vibed on a lot of levels. So starting with that journalism thing uh, of having, getting that job and, and not, I guess, not studying for it and, mm. and it just coming out of nowhere uh, it was really interesting to me because it's it's very similar to a lot of people yeah. on what's happening these days. People aren't staying in, you know, what they studied and staying with it, or even with their jobs. They're not staying with their jobs for ten, twenty years like mm. they used to, like uh, probably the generation above us, yeah, or or above that. And I found that really, really interesting. Mm. So, going back to journalism, what is or, or what was one experience that was stands out to you about someone interesting you've met in the community? I would have to say it was my first week um, as an official journo in the newsroom. So I'd made the transition from features writing over to the newsroom. And I was surrounded by all of these young journalists and their degrees, basically. <laughs> you know, they had all studied for years. And I felt a bit of pressure, I think. Um, I was kind of putting that on myself to kind of meet their expectations um, and kind of be on par with them. So I had it in my head, right, I want to get a front page um, of the Saturday paper before Christmas. Yep. And I was scrolling through Instagram and I found um, a young man in Mildura and he was transgender. So um, he was born Josephine and transitioned into Sebastian. Yep. Out of nowhere, I just... um, it really just grabbed my heartstrings, I think, and I just um, flicked him a message and sort of said, look, I am completely in awe of you and would love to meet you and interview you for the paper. Fully prepared that he may say no, um, yep. given, I guess, the, the size of our town and you know some of the stigma that can come with things like that. Yeah, especially an issue like that. Yes, yep. yeah. Um, so very mindful of his, you know, he may be unwilling to do it, but he was amazing. And we sat in the mall and had a coffee and had a chat for three hours. And he just told me everything about his journey, his transition, his life. Um, and he was the most inspiring person I think I've, I've probably ever come across. His honesty and bravery and transparency was just unlike anything I'd ever seen in Mildura. Um, and that was my very first front page for the Sonosia Daily. And we got some amazing feedback of people saying, you know, congratulating the Daily on being progressive um, and, and having something like that on the front page and giving it such good exposure. Mm. So, yeah, that was, yeah, still sticks with me to this day. Awesome. And yeah. that was the front page. Mm. You got it in the I got first, it. Well, first week. <laughs> in the first week. Damn. Nice work. Thank you. High five. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> and from there, has, has there been any more? front pages there's been a few yeah there's been a few um kicking goals yeah i think i've been very lucky to have um connected and met with some amazing people through my through my work yeah so and i guess you're a bit of an example of that really (laughs) how it all kind of works so yeah look there was there was nothing interesting that week and uh you you were looking for something it just happened to fall fall on the page not true not true no (laughs) no excellent excellent so um what inspires you right now in life? What inspires me? Oh, my family and friends are a huge inspiration. Yep. Yeah. I think um, in my job also some of the people that you come across have, have lived through some things that are quite, um, they can be quite harrowing. Mm. Yeah. And I think they can be a real inspiration as well. Some of the people that I've interviewed um, doing the health round 
I guess one of the hot topics in Mildura at the moment is the need for a drug rehabilitation centre mm -hmm. here locally. Um, and some of the people that I've spoken to and have had the honour of hearing their stories to report on have inspired me to no end. Yeah, yeah. their bravery, I think, has just really um, yeah, gotten to me. So, yeah, it's been a big influence. Excellent. Yeah. Mm. No, it definitely is inspiring to see people that are that are making a change and looking to get better and then mm. the people that are helping mm. those people. And you, know, you touched on family. Like, it's something that I've had a massive appreciation for was yeah. the inspiring stories of my, my own siblings mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Inspiring, whereas I was always looking up to a soccer player or a yeah. business person where it's like, no, no, there's there's people locally or people around you that, that can mm. inspire you. And I think I, I've noticed recently that everyone that I come in contact with has a story that's yeah. inspiring to me, like yourself. Like <laughs> just just every, every person I meet has something and it's like, you're still here today and there's a reason you're here mm. and you've gotten through everything and that's pretty damn cool because yeah. it's such a different story to mine. So yeah. I just find inspiration in all those things and I love hearing about it and that's why I love <laughs> having people like you on, on the podcast and I think so many people benefit from hearing these stories mm. and that's why it's all come together and it's all kind of full circle sort and that's of why has. I love doing it. So, what's a big area of growth for you recently? Big area of growth? Oh, I'd have to say probably a bit of a spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, over the last, probably since 2014, I would say, so the last few years, um, I've definitely grown in mindfulness um, and spirituality and kind of following my own path and not yep. um, not feeling like I need to conform to the norm mm -hmm. anymore. Um sort of, you know, breaking those chains and just sort of going, well, I'm just going to forge my own path and yep. make things happen that I feel need to happen in my life. And also accepting that the things that you want at a particular time may not be what the universe has in mind for you. So opening my mind to that and kind of surrendering over to the powers that be, I guess, mm -hmm. um, that's, I've definitely grown from that, that experience. Mm. Yeah. And would you, would you class that as consciousness oh yeah i'd have to say so <laughs> yeah i'd have to say so yep yeah and what what got you to that point like obviously i know a bit about you but mm. i don't know too much about you um <laughs> and you know what what's you know what what's you know started for you in your journey like you know years ago mm. as a teenager and then you know coming to this point what what's been the journey so far to then get to this self-awareness yeah. consciousness that you've got now um look i think it's it's probably a a bit of an amalgamation of a lot of different things. Um, I was a typical sort of, you know, Robin Bell girl from an Italian background and, you know, finished um, VCE and went on to become a qualified hairdresser, as you do. Um, you or, you know, get, or you get married at Basically, like, yeah. It was, it was one of those. Yeah. <laughs> those are the options. And I went for the hairdressing. Yep. Um, kind of knew deep down that it wasn't what I would be doing forever, but I think I did it to fill time, as, mm -hmm. as a lot of girls do. Um, you know, and worked in salons around here in Mildura for a few years and then went back to Robinvale. And I actually worked for Swan Hill Rural City Council um, at the Resource Centre. And Robinvale is possibly one of the most multicultural towns in the state. Um, and you see and hear a lot, a lot of stories from a lot of different people. Um, it's quite a socioeconomically challenged town. So you kind of really... Um, really being exposed to a lot of things that I had no idea were even happening up until that point. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that really stuck with me and, and that's what really instilled in me that the world is bigger than just me. Yeah. I think it really um, enlightened me. That's probably where it all started. And yeah, and then I 
travelled to Bali in 2014 with um, some of my mates, us girls, went on a bit of a girls' trip. First time overseas, absolutely terrified, had no idea what to expect. Third world country and, oh my God, and the girls had all been before and they're like, you're going to be fine. I'm like, I don't know that I am. This is really scary. But Where it was, did you go oh, in Bali? We went to Seminyak. Yep. Um, yeah, we, we spent most of our time in Seminyak and kind of did a few trips to Ubud and Jimbaran Bay and kind of around. Um, Love Ubud. Oh my God, it was amazing. Just standing and looking over the rice fields. It sounds really cliche, but that trip really put the idea in my head that, wow, I mean, not everybody has the things that we have and the things that we take for granted. Um, the Balinese have been through a lot as, as people um, and they still have this smile and this warmth and I'd never thought about it until I got there and saw it and, and really took the time to look at my surroundings yeah. and it just opened my eyes and I just went, oh, wow. And, you know, a lot of the Balinese population are Buddhist and I think when I got home I started looking into that a little bit and kind of into Buddhist mind frame and, you know, cultural differences and things like that and I think that's when my mind just went, just, wow, there's a lot to look into here and that's mm-hmm. kind of what I've spent the last few years doing. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> and I can I can totally relate because going to Bali and, and even just travelling, you see different cultures, mm. different perspectives on life and Bali was one for me where it's like you you're driving you know you're in a taxi and you're just looking out the window and there's people that have these little shacks yeah. they don't have you know necessarily electricity mm-hmm. they don't have all the flashy things that we have yeah. and you know or they're just sitting on the street and, yeah. and working and trying to sell oil or, or petrol yeah. or or water and it's I think it's something that a lot of people need to do yeah to just I agree get that that culture shock yeah. of of yeah look at what you've got you know we, we can be so much more grateful for mm. what we've got and appreciate it not to say that everyone doesn't but yeah. I know a lot of people don't yeah. appreciate it that much and yeah definitely going over there for me coming back was like yeah my life's okay like yeah it, it, it ain't really that bad. shifts your mindset yeah. <laughs> doesn't it yeah it's um that's one thing with Bali I mean it's an amazing place and I think a lot of Aussies travel there I mean we, we definitely get mm. the exposure but do we just sort of stick around Cuda and, you know... Party. Yeah, drink. party and that sort of stuff. Or potato do we actually... Yeah, I love potato. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think there's a lot to be gained from, from that kind of mm. um, experience. Mm, yeah. It was for me, so... And so that's the only... You've only been there overseas? Yeah, that's it. That's, yeah, yeah it's... um. It is on the to-do list to do a little bit more travel, but I think I really want to just get really cemented in my career yeah. and kind of really focus on that. Um, yeah, so I've been there twice now and hoping to go back a bit later this year. So mm. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Same here. Same here. Gonna, <laughs> I really want to do like a, like a yoga course or a meditation oh course over there. A friend um, and I were uh, looking up um, yoga retreats in Ubud last night on our phones and just going, oh, my God, we should do this one. Oh, my God, we should do that one. Yeah, it. it'd be do incredible. It. Well, I think Ubud was, is such a different experience. Like, I didn't uh, – look, I, I didn't go to the party. Yeah. I, I was with a friend at, a time, at that time, and we went to pretty much disconnect. Mm-hmm. Like, no mm-hmm. phones, just fruit the whole time, yeah. nothing else. And – we're in this this hut in the jungle, like over just overlooked the jungle. We had a uh, infinity pool as well. It was really out there. It wasn't well, like a popular one. Yeah. But we ended up getting it really cheap. The flights were nothing oh, at the time. Flights are so cheap. Um, and the accommodation ended up being nothing. We ended up meeting a whole heap of different people that mm. I still keep in contact with. Like our taxi driver, I always refer people on to him because he's <laughs> he's just an awesome guy. And I yeah. I hope he makes enough money to come over here and I'll I'll try and find him a job because he was just a just a kind soul and yeah. and. You know, it's nice to connect with people mm. in different places and, and, 
and see their their lifestyle and see what they want to do and then see if you can aid that in some way. Yeah. It's not like he, he didn't ask for anything mm. and I didn't give him, you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> I don't have millions to give or anything like yeah. that, but it was, you know, just, just a little bit of extra money yeah. could, could help him here and there and... And, um, yeah, I definitely want to go back mm. very, very soon. Put it on the list. Yeah. <laughs> so what's something you haven't done in life but you really want to? Oh, probably a yoga retreat in Bali. Mm-hmm. That's, that's yeah. Um, like I said, a friend and I were Googling places last night um, and I really hope that that's something that I'd get to do because I just feel like yoga's become a, a pretty big-ish part of my life over the last Mm -hmm. couple of years Um, and I think look my yoga instructors here in Woodrow have been amazing Um, and they've really yeah really um, taught me to to really appreciate yoga for what it is and it's not just you know the stretching and you know getting a rock and bod because clearly (laughs) hasn't worked out but I think what it can do for your state of mind is um, is really incredible Um, and to go over there and have a really solid amount of time, you know, like whether it's seven days or you know, mm-hmm. however long it is to, to really immerse yourself in, in that would just be incredible. Um, and to get off the grid, like you say, for a little bit, put the phone down. Um, not so much with the Instagram and the Snapchat. Just yeah. really immerse in, in a yoga retreat would be incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to do that at some point. Sounds so cool. Mm. Um, I was watching something last night. I think it was The Last Shaman and that, that delves into plant medicine and stuff like that. But yeah. Even listening to a lot of stuff from Jim Carrey mm-hmm. at the moment, mm. it's a lot of when people go and disconnect and realize that it's okay to be alone, it's yeah. okay to not be surrounded by everything, by people and by mm-hmm. technology, it, it just kind of opens your mind frame to the bigger picture mm. of life. It does. Like you were saying, yeah. even just seeing the culture of different places, it just kind of gives you that enlightenment to have that, it gives you that consciousness. And mm. that's um, something that you know, I've realized, I've done it, I've you know spent days without my phone mm-hmm. and, and you know unfortunately well not unfortunately I'd say that right now um, with what I'm working on it requires me to have my phone and the one thing that I've, I've added into that was turning off all notifications so I do that too yeah yeah I, I, I check it when to. I want to mm. which is I know that I when it's time yeah. if I had things clicking up your mind would just be stuck on, yeah. on the phone. I found myself for hours on Instagram yeah. scrolling and you get into some deep wormhole of oh, yeah. this person to that picture <laughs> to that hashtag and it just, you, yeah, it, it's yeah. it's good for finding different locations to adventure to. Oh, absolutely. But, you know, you can get stuck on those sorts mm. of things and it's like, no, no, I'll... I'll uh, I'll stop there. It's very easy to happen, though, I think. Yeah. Um, it's And that's you turning off notifications. That's something that I think everyone should, if at all possible, look into doing at some mm. point because that's that's you mastering, you know, technology and not letting technology master you. You know, you own your phone. Mm-hmm. Your phone doesn't own you. So as much as we need them in our day-to-day lives, particularly in our professions, I think it's really important to have that disconnect. Yeah. Um, turn off your notifications. Put it on silent. Don't respond for a little while if you feel that you need that disconnect connect mm. yeah go put your feet in the grass it's um it's better for you yeah we were talking about that the other day you we have uh, you have lunch and put your feet in the grass and I I'm love like, it. I, I, I need to do that there's especially while the grass is so good like, yeah I'm, I'm all for that the Eat. riverfront's actually one of my fave spots like yeah. I'll just take a bottle of water and a book and just sort of take my shoes off and put my feet in the grass and you just feel that connection and that grounding and I think it's better for you than than anything really yeah, yeah. and you're so close to walking yeah as god well. yeah I'm so lucky yeah very lucky. Awesome. <laughs> what is most meaningful to you in life right now? 
most meaningful. Mm. <laughs> Probably my family. Mm-hmm. Mm, my family. Um, my dad, he had um, two severe heart attacks in 2016 and then he had a stroke last year. Um, still here, still kicking, um, tough, as, tough as boots, my pop. Um, but I think that brush with his health really amplified how important your family is. I mean, we all know that our family is important, mm-hmm. but when you're faced with, and, and you know, dads tend to be the, the head of the household. You know, they're that big, strong influence that kind of holds everyone else together. Um, and when he fell ill, that was really quite, yeah, jarring for everybody, um, my, my family. And it was a time that we all really had to come together, not once but twice, um, to sort of band together and be there for him. Um, so, yeah, I, I would have to say that family at the moment is probably mm. Mm, the big one. Very intense moments, mm, yeah. that one. What about... What is the worst thing that's ever happened to you and how is that the best thing that's ever happened to you? Mm. I was made redundant mm-hmm. from my job um, in employment services in 2016 and it was actually a couple of weeks around when dad had his heart attack. So that time was brutal, mm-hmm. absolutely brutal, um, kind of dealing with what had happened with dad. He was in Melbourne having surgery. Um, I was made redundant around the same time and it was absolutely terrifying, Mm -hmm. completely terrifying for me. Um, I hadn't been with the company for 12 months, so there was no kind of severance package or anything. It was just basically, this is your last week, finish up and see you later. Um, And I think at the time I thought, oh my God, this is just, this is a real spanner in the works um, and really didn't know what I was going to do and kind of had I let my mind go into a dark place, I think it definitely would have. Mm -hmm. So I really had to work very hard to um, keep optimistic and push and keep your head above water, I think, and just really try to make the best out of it and stay on your feet. Um, And that's all that you can do really. And, you know, you hustle and you you ask around and use every connection that you have and you find a job. And the job that I found was actually in retail, which was a mile away from anything I'd done before. But um, I did it and I did it for a few months until I kind of got back on my feet and yeah hmm. so that was probably at the time the absolute worst yeah. um, turned out to be the absolute best because I ended up as a journalist so awesome <laughs> and that's that's something so familiar in mm. life these days mm-hmm. I've got so many friends that have been made redundant from jobs that were promised to be yeah. theirs for ages whether it's the company's moved overseas mm-hmm. or you know, someone's filled that position and it's like, well, these things are going to happen. You've, you've got to have that open mind and uh, I'm proud of you for Thank you, you know, seeing that <laughs> as, as what it is and then going, well, I'm going to, instead of saying, you know, why me? Mm. I'm going to be like, well, okay, this has happened. What can I mm. do with this situation? And those, yeah. like you're saying, those lessons that you pull out of it to then you got a job and now, yeah. now you're super inspired by doing it and it's something that you, you were saying that you never thought about doing and it's, no. that's so awesome mm. it was um yeah I guess a lot of people do go through times like that and believe me I had my week when I first found out I yeah, spent that sure. first week just crying and going oh my god how am I going to pay my rent how am I going to mm-hmm. do this how am I going to do that um and you know what I'm really lucky to be surrounded by amazing family and friends that are incredibly motivating um and you know they sort of went all right you've had your week up and at them now go (laughs) off your ass go find something go you know you know a lot of people you've got a lot of talents go Mm -hmm. do something um and I did and and I'm really thankful to have the opportunities that I got to pull myself out of that (laughs) I love that 
happy moment, but now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get up, get over it. That's let's, it. Let's That's move life, forward. isn't it, really? That's what we all do when things happen. You know, you try your best to... Um, you know, everyone's entitled to have that moment. I think that's yeah. what makes us human is to feel those emotions. Um, but it's how you recover. Mm-hmm. Mm. I agree. What advice would you give your 16-year-old self? Stop smoking. <laughs> You're 16. Stop. You're going to keep doing it. That's, wow. Um, yeah. So that's what I would say to myself. <laughs> um, that actually is probably one of the – definitely the advice that I'd give my younger self. Um I would also probably tell my younger self, if you feel a little bit different to others, it's because you are a little bit different to others and that's okay. Um, I think 16-year-old Ash was very keen to... um, Do the same. Blend in. Yeah, blend in. I was living in Robinvale at the time and, um, you know, kind of going through high school and that's a really big learning curve for any teenager. Um, It's a really big time for growth and things like that. And I always sort of knew that I was maybe a little bit different. Um, I was more of a bookworm, more introverted. Um, But you still try and, I guess, conform to what other girls your age are doing. And you you try and go out to the parties and you try and, you know, do all of this stuff. And the reality is you wanted to be at home. Like, you wanted to be home at 10 o'clock, but you didn't because that wasn't cool. Yeah. Um, so I think I would probably, yeah, tell myself, whatever it is in your heart, do that because that's what's going to get you further. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> and I think now staying home and reading a book is actually the new cool. Like it's, oh, it's the it's best part about cool. being an adult. <laughs> I love it. Living yeah. by yourself and just having that time and that, that space to just, I want to read. Yeah. No, no interruptions. Yeah, it's having that disconnection. Um, and, but I think being comfortable with having that, mm-hmm. accepting the fact that, I'm an introvert. It's how I am. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in terms of career, obviously talking to people all day, I need yeah. to be a little bit more extroverted and that's yeah. fine. But when I leave work, I tend to just kind of shut down, retreat, heal, meditate, have that time to myself in my own space so that I'm ready for the following week to go back mm-hmm. out there and be, you know, quite bubbly. So, yeah. Cool. <laughs> What's the biggest problem or, or a big problem that you think needs to be talked about more in society? Mm, a big problem that needs to be talked about more in society. I think I'd have to say probably stigma around, um, you know, any sort of issue, whether it's mental health issues, um, drug addiction, depression, anxiety. Um, I think that the stigma around those kind of issues really needs to be spoken about more. Um, I think a lot of people suffer internally, you know, with with a variety of things. And I think the thing that stops people understanding those kind of issues and not seeing them as a weakness is that you don't talk about them. They're not Mm -hmm. spoken about. I think if everybody embraced that open-minded way of thinking and way of life, and if you you tried to put yourself in somebody else's shoes a little bit more often, Mm. it might um, really help an absolute array of people, you know. Um, I think particularly around Mildura with some of the drug issues and suicide and and depression and anxiety in, in our youth, I think a lot of people stop themselves from getting help because they're scared to look weak yeah um it's that small town mentality a little bit where it's like oh i don't want anyone to know i've got that issue i just want to keep that front on um and then let everyone think that everything's okay but you know if, if you open your mouth and speak about the things that are not necessarily comfortable to talk about but necessary to talk about um and really just try and understand what somebody else you know may be going through mm-hmm. yeah i think that's a big part of it yeah i agree and with that stigma, do you say would you say that 
it's it's people that either don't understand or they choose not to understand or empathise. Oh, I think it can be a little bit of both. I mm-hmm. think you can explain something to someone until you're blue in the face, but if their mind isn't open to it, it's yeah. never going to sink in. Um, you know, but in saying that, that doesn't mean we stop trying. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess it, it's... Everybody learns in their own time. Everybody accepts in their own time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that you can force anybody to quicken that process as yeah. much as you may want to, as frustrating as it may be, where you just think, oh, open your mind a little <laughs> bit, stop being so narrow-minded. Um, everybody well. learns yeah. in their own time. So, yeah. 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 No, 100%, because I, I, can, I can relate of being that person that, was like I don't understand mm. what this is and kind of deflecting it mm-hmm. um, because I didn't I didn't know and I didn't want to talk about it type thing and it wasn't yeah. something cool to talk about yeah. but having close friends that have been through um, certain things and, and situations and um, personally not necessarily have like I haven't don't think I have yeah um, but you know having those friends that have it was a real eye opener to you know what's going on mm-hmm. especially being someone that's ask a lot of questions and I really want to find out who people are and why they've gone through what they've gone through and why they're still here today. Having those friends and catching up with them within the past couple of months, I asked those questions yeah. of what was, you know, from someone that's in that situation, what do you need from me? Mm. Or what do you want from me or the people around you? What, what do you, like, how can someone help you mm. in that situation? Because at the same time, I understand that, like myself, I've never been through it. I don't know what... And every yeah. individual is different. What do you want? And um, for this particular um, friend that I'm that I was talking to, she was like, "I just wanted someone to be there and listen." Mm. Like, and it was that friends were there when it was severe, and yeah. then when it kind of died off, but then came back because you know, who knows what these things do? Yeah, these thoughts no and these way emotions. It's it's not like a um, you know, you cut yourself, put a bandaid over it, mm. it heals itself, and that's it. Mm. Like, you know, these things come about, and it's it, it is an issue. Yeah. Like it's. Uh, I think you know mental health. That that is, um, I guess the the underlying thing, or yeah. just the overhead of it. Yeah. And um, it was that her friends seen it the first time, were there, and then the second time were like, you know, you've been through it before, like you know how to get mm. over it. And it's like, well, I think everyone just wants that compassion, mm. no matter what they believe in, what they follow, what they're going through. Someone to just understand and you know show love. You mm. don't have to stand by them every second of the day, but it's be there, especially yep. for your friends. Oh, like, yeah. That's, that's yeah. huge. I, um, I think that that's a really important point to make as well with, with mental health and, and things like that. It's not something that... Ca- it comes in waves, you know. It's not mm-hmm. something that you... Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm depressed now, but, you know, this time next month I'm going to be okay. I think you need to understand that, you know, things like that, they're not regular. There's no way of knowing when it's going to come, when it's mm-hmm. going to strike. Um, and, and I really feel for people who suffer from anxiety because kind of living on a bit of a tightrope, um, you know, and that can be really hard for friends to yeah. understand. And, you know, your friends may think, oh, she's just, you know, having a mood or oh, she'll get over it. Oh, she, you know, went through this last mm-hmm. week. You know, she should be over it by now. I think it's really important to ask that little question and you could make such a difference to someone. Just go, are you okay? You don't mm. see yourself. Is there anything that you want to talk about? And nine times out of 10, they're going to pour their bloody heart out because they're just, they've probably been waiting for someone to show you that compassion. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't know how long someone's been waiting for that. So I think it's really important just to be mindful and try where you can to help out somebody else. Um, doesn't need to be a grand gesture. Doesn't yeah. need to be, you know, a big thing. It's just 
how are you going? Are you okay? And yeah. you probably find that they will, um, you know, have been waiting for somebody mm. to show that kindness. Mm. And a simple way to start is the people around you, mm. your friends, your family, and, mm-hmm. you know, ask how are you, but mm. also are you okay and mm-hmm. are you happy? Uh, I think a lot of yeah. people don't, don't ask that, and that's that, you know, that uh, I guess everyone's got that pursuit of meaning and, and happiness, and I think of a lot of these things, these emotions as, you know, it starts from your thoughts, and then those thoughts go into um, into the actions and you know sometimes your brain is just wired through your past experiences mm-hmm. to think a certain way mm-hmm. and you need to reprogram those things and at the same time it's it's hard to get out of that it because is. of the years yeah. of programming whether it's from parents whether it's from um, bad experiences because mm-hmm. then you know that fight or flight you touch the stove it's hot mm-hmm. but you had to know had to you learn had it for to yourself. touch it, yeah. yeah. And, and yep. that's, you know, a lot of people remember that. And then they, you know, for example, one thing that I always got told growing up was don't talk to strangers. If I didn't <laughs> talk to you, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. Like, it's, it's simple stuff like that. Like, don't, you don't it have is. to go up to someone in a different country and mm. start having a conversation. But it's, you know, knowing where these things affect you mm. and then those thoughts. And yeah. Then changing those things and changing perspective. And, you know, it's not as easy as what everyone thinks. No, it's really not. Um, I think it takes a lot of bravery to go against the grain of what you've been taught whether it's you know culturally or whatever the case is um you know coming from an italian background quite conservative ish i would say you know mm-hmm. raised catholic um you know all of that sort of thing and i guess being raised to of the mindset that you know gay marriage is just not a thing mm-hmm. oh you know catholics are just completely against that and it just it should never happen but as you get older and you you, you look around and you think life is way too short who cares like honestly it does not matter um and any religion that you know mandates that two people shouldn't be happy and in love and have the right to get married no i don't want to be a part of that so i'm not here for that nope Mm -hmm. we could uh have a whole podcast i bet but (laughs) we'll keep it at that i like it i like it uh what's the best advice you've ever been given oh i mm. Honour the strength in your voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who was that? That is my yoga teachers at the end of their class. Um, what was it again? Honour the strength in your voice. Honour the strength in your voice. Mm. So I guess my interpretation of that is always, you know, speak the, the truth in, mm-hmm. in your voice and in your mind, regardless of what anyone else's truth may be. Um, I think you're very much entitled to your own thoughts, your own truth. Um it may be polarizing, it may not be everybody else's view, but that's okay because that's what we're all about as humans, isn't it? Um, everybody thinks a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. I think honoring the strength in your own voice, but also having the compassion to listen to others yeah. and their opinions and, you know, may, may be different from yours, may be the same, but it doesn't matter. Um, I just think having the bravery to speak your truth is is paramount and that's something that's yeah very strong influence in my life mm. yeah and that's that's so important because if you're not speaking your truth then how are you being authentic mm, and being exactly genuinely right. you like you're yep. being someone else and yep. that you know it's hard enough being yourself and you're trying it to be is. someone else that's, <laughs> yeah. I, I understand it like going through high school like yourself like it's a similar thing like I was part of the you know the Italian group uh-huh. and you know you'd sit together you'd, you'd eat the same food and you'd, yeah you know you'd talk about the same things and it was just like nah like I just would rather kick a ball on the oval with yeah. with my mates I don't care about you know if someone's born in from a different country mm. or has a different bloodline to me it's yep. I have an open mind mm. and I think that's like you were saying it's it's as well as being true it's it's accepting other people's truths because it doesn't 
it doesn't matter to you what they're saying. No. Like it's just listening and respecting that they think that way or they have those beliefs for a certain reason, mm. and that's perfectly okay. Yeah. Then you can just go from there. Like it's, I think, two two people or just yeah having a conversation. Two people being just authentic and genuine is a nice thing. Yeah. And I think it's it's something that I. I've worked on a lot Mm. and you know for instance like being younger I used to lie a lot I used to put on this mask I used to um, you know think I had to be this facade of this person but it's like no I'll I'll talk about the shit things I've done in my life I'll talk about the the worst moments I'll talk about um, the things I'm not proud of Mm. or I'm ashamed of because it's made me who I am yeah that's exactly right yeah if I'm not honest now and I you know let's say I was I, I would lie about things and and you know, put on that front. I don't want to chase up that stuff. Mm-mm. Like it's, I've done it before when I was a teenager. It's yeah. not, it's not fun. No, and it's something my mum told me all the time. She's like, if you tell lies, it's always going to catch up to you. Uh, and then does you your mum know my mum? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you better be good at remembering them because <laughs> it all comes full circle. Yeah, then. and it can very easily unravel. Mm-hmm. Um, it can really be detrimental to your your mental health if you're living in that state of inauthenticity where you're trying to keep up with the Mm -hmm. Joneses for whatever reason um, that you feel that you need to do that it can be really damaging to yourself in the long run Um, but I guess that's something that you kind of learn with age um, is that nothing is really more important than being authentic to your true self even if you stand alone in Mm -hmm. your beliefs in your thoughts it doesn't really matter Um, and I really think that the more you put into the universe what you're about and what your authentic self is about, the more you draw people to you that are of the mm-hmm. same mindset. And that is an incredible thing to unfold. My friendship group has changed immensely in the last probably four years. Um, girls that I thought would be, you know, in my life forever, we've drifted apart. And that's okay. I guess that that's a part of life and a part of growth. But I guess their departure has kind of made space for other people to come into your life and you just think, how did I live without you? We're, mm. we're of that same <laughs> mindset. They're your wolf pack, you know. They, they're your people that really um, are all on the same wavelength and it's so important to have that, those connections. Mm. Yeah, I love it. And it's just authentic friendships mm. and you just genuinely like that person yeah. and know that person. There's nothing to hide. There's no, yeah. like you said, like, like when we were younger, like doing those things to fit in and it's just like... I, you know, you want to be yourself. People, mm-hmm. are, and that's why I think a lot of a lot of problems in society come about is that people trying to be someone else, but then scared to be mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah, that's because really of whatever true. reason. And, and put it this way: if someone accepts you for who you are, how good is that feeling? Oh, it's amazing! If, it's amazing. Even better on the other side, on the flip side. Yeah. If yep. someone doesn't like you, then fantastic. That's okay. You've just weeded yeah. yourself out. You've done <laughs> the soul. The, the sorting for me mm. and that's it, there's a quote it's like you can be the juiciest peach in the world but there's, there's someone that doesn't yeah, like I've peaches and one. it's like well you know that's that's totally cool it's very true and you can see that in dating in friendships mm-hmm. in in whatever if someone likes you great if they don't then great like that's okay um i think that's probably the universe's way of making sure that people who don't have a, a place in your life mm-hmm. don't make their way there and if they do it may only be for a short time like I really believe that all encounters happen for a reason mm-hmm. and it could be you know the fact that you're meant to spend a week in each other's lives it could be that you, you know around for years who knows but that's kind of that's the exciting thing about not knowing where new connections will lead yep. so yeah I agree love that if you had 30 days left to live and you had your current resources that you have now mm-hmm. what would you do? Mm. Oh, it's going to be a really unexciting answer. <laughs> I'd probably lay on the couch 
with no pants on and just read a book. No pants all yeah, week. Yeah, just like <laughs> just sloth Fridays, around, like mega sloth. Yep. Like I would go to the supermarket and I would buy like all the snacks that are bad for me and I would just like sit and read. I would read Shakespeare from like start to finish. I would um, I would just read all of those books that make me extremely happy that I love, all of my texts mm-hmm. from high school. I wouldn't even turn the TV on. I would just be like, no, nah, I'm just chilling on my couch. I'd, you know... Just really kick back. Um, yep. <laughs> do the most relaxing things that I could possibly do. For 30 days. Yeah, I could definitely do that. Awesome. For sure. Um, no, in all seriousness, I would want to spend as much of that time as possible with my family and friends mm-hmm. um, to just embrace them and, and tell them how much I love them and how important they are. And I would want to spend some real time with my nephews my Mm -hmm. three little nephews um and just try and teach them as much as I could in those 30 days um and I would want to make my mark on the world in some way before I left in some really positive way don't know how I would do that but Mm -hmm. I would make it my mission to what's that impact I don't know I guess I would want to make some sort of difference whether it's like in a charity way or some way um you know, I'd probably put a big banner somewhere in Mildura that just said, don't be, don't be a jerk. <laughs> be nice. Try and be nice. <laughs> be as nice as you hit can. Him, hit them with a harsh comment <laughs> and, then, and then the advice, which is be kind. That's it. And that's, I end the podcast with that. Uh, every podcast is be nice. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's massive return on investment of mm. being a nice person. Like Isn't you, it? You're never going to fail with being no. nice. No. And you're never going to feel worse about yourself afterwards. Yeah. Um, you know, I've got a, a quote on my wall and it's a, a big picture of Buddha and it says, um, a candle doesn't lose its brightness by sharing with others, you know, or something along those lines. You mm-hmm. know, you lose nothing from sharing your kindness and your wisdom and, and you know, your own love. Um, mm-hmm. In saying that, though, I also think it's really important to have boundaries. Yep. I think in today's day and age, um, as it, like if you're an empath and you really feel on a, another level it can be incredibly draining um, for yourself to, to go through that. So love others, absolutely, but keep your boundaries. Keep a little in reserve for yourself, for your own self-preservation mm-hmm. um, to make sure that you can run at full capacity as well. Yep. Mm. Yeah. And staying on the 30 days left to live, if you had unlimited resources, unlimited money, what would you do? 30 days. I'd give it all to my family and friends. Mm-hmm. I'd give them as much money as I possibly could. Um, okay, like yeah. the genie, I don't think you can do that. <laughs> I think it's more like you've got you've got an unlimited credit card for you. Oh, for and me. That's, you've got 30 days to use it and then it just, that's it. Oh, I'd probably buy a Kmart, like an entire Kmart, <laughs> like a whole thing. Um, I'd probably... And just live in yeah, it for 30 days. Yeah, I'd just live in it for 30 days. Like I would just, that would be amazing. Um Maybe for like 15 days and then the other 15 days in Ishkar or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Look, monetary-wise, I don't think that there's anything that I would need um, that would enhance my 30 days more because at the end of it, whether I had no money or whether I had an unlimited resource of money, I just want to be with my family and friends. Mm-hmm. That's all I would want, whether it's in my lounge room or in a mansion. It makes no difference. It's yeah. who you've got there with you. Um, and that's how I would want to spend my time for sure, just remembering their faces and just all the hugs and all the kisses and all the love and yeah as many memories as you can create in 30 days I guess yeah I don't think I'd want to like travel or anything like Mm -hmm. that I'd just really want to be grounded with my family and friends 
love that. Kind of boring, sorry. <laughs> no, it's it's completely unique to every individual. It's mm. interesting to see everyone's answers because they're, they've all been different on, yeah. on the past podcast. So yeah. it's it, it's cool to hear because it, it shows what's 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 the top of your mind. What's meaningful? What's you know things that you really want to do? Is it is it someone thinking you know this is my thirty days left to do the things that I haven't done, or is it thirty days left to share it with the people I love? Mm. Or, or it's you know, and it's there's no right or wrong. It's whatever you you feel is right yeah. in those 30 days. Yeah. If this was the last time you seen me mm. and I asked you, to t- asked you to teach me something tangible that I can use every day in my life, what would you teach me? So something tangible that, mm. you know, maybe, maybe it's a... Well, I, I think you already or, know it. Yeah. I, like, <laughs> I think you kind of, you could probably teach me. Um, uh, so tangible steps yeah. on doing it. Maybe to meditate, which I, I think you already kind of have okay, a so really knowing, good knowing, on. <laughs> kind of. Um, <laughs> let's say I, I didn't know. Well, mm. How would how would you how would you teach me? I would encourage you to go somewhere really quiet, physically and in your mind, and mm-hmm. just really connect with the thoughts that you feel. Not be um, overwhelmed by them, or embarrassed by them, or ashamed by them, and just really feel them. Um, each emotion as it comes to you it's amazing how you feel in your own mind when you're left with your own thoughts mm-hmm. um, and it, that's something that has really helped me and I, I think that it would help other people um, to be able to sit with yourself in your own emotions mm-hmm. that's a really big thing um, that I think a lot of people can't do and I think particularly with men as well they're kind of trained to be that tough I don't feel anything, you know, like I don't have emotions and all the rest Masculinity of Masculinity mask. Come on yeah. now. Like, I think if we taught our sons at a young age to meditate, recognize their emotions and feel them without embarrassment, we mm-hmm. would create a whole new generation of young men. Um, and I think that that's something that's really important. So I don't know whether it's a lesson that I could teach you, but I would advise you maybe um, to definitely get into meditation yep. and learn to feel your emotions and sit with them and process them mm-hmm. is there anything anything tangible that you could provide or link or anything like that to someone that would help them in meditating because I know it is mm. it is sometimes a struggle like I know mm-hmm. for me it took me a long time and even now like it's it's sitting down and just thinking like sometimes it, it's very difficult oh, to absolutely. switch off absolutely. so is there anything you would recommend or advise oh look it, it could be as easy as um, you know downloading an app And and starting with a guided meditation. Um, I think I I started with shower meditations. I know that sounds really strange, but um, yeah, like I would just put on some really chill music um, when I would jump in the shower and just have that moment to visual like I know it's going to sound really really strange you visualize the water you know washing away um you know stresses and and things like that and that's where I kind of started to learn mm-hmm. how to process and that I could control my own mind um and so from there I started doing meditation classes with with soul life yoga and kind of learning from those girls what it's all about what it all means and that sort of stuff um so I guess in terms of something tangible I would say download an app connect with with meditation masters and things like that if you can if that's possible mm-hmm. um and learn how to master your own mind because yeah. it's a skill that you will use forever and it will it'll flow on to those around you yeah all about that mindfulness yeah and i think one that i started with was headspace yeah so, yeah um we'll provide a link for that one as well 
so people can start somewhere mm. if they're interested in trying. Yeah, um, Smiling Minds also a really good one. That's a free app that I think yep. it's got like 40 different meditations and it starts at cool. beginner, follow through as you get more advanced. Um, but it's a skill that, yeah, I think everyone should try. Give mm-hmm. it a crack, see if it's for you. I agree. Mm. I'm definitely behind that one as well. What do you think uh, you would change or add to the school curriculum? So if there was a subject you could add to our our school curriculum of of high school, what would it be? Look, I think it's probably already in the curriculum, but I think it definitely needs some improvement, particularly around, you know, Mudra and the Sunraysia area, um, and that's drug and alcohol awareness. Mm -hmm. It's a topic that I'm really quite passionate about. Um, I I think it's having a huge impact on us locally here in Mildura and in Sunraysia, particularly with our youth. I understand that it is in a lot of the school curriculums, but I think it really needs to be amplified um, because teens are so impressionable mm-hmm. um, and they really, that's, that's their formative years. Um, and I think if we're sort of teaching them from, from the beginning that it's a really serious issue, hopefully we can do something to, um, to change, I guess, the, the level of you know, drug use in youth around our, our area. Um, I would mm-hmm. also love for them to have like a mindfulness hour. Yep. Yeah, just really disconnect. Go like take your students out on the on the grass and tell them to put their feet in it and just feel what they feel for a moment. Um, kids are under a lot of pressure. Yep. And they're so connected with technology. It's it's crazy. Um, you know, and and there's always phones and Snapchat and this and that and half of the stuff I don't even know about. I'm sure, but <laughs> like I see it with my nephews and. I think it's really important that kids learn that um, technology, yes, it is the way of the future, but let's not forget the way of the past. And yep. that's, um, you know, really going back to those grassroots values, um, appreciate nature, have a moment to yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really important. Love that. How do you think raising consciousness and awareness of, of self amongst people can benefit the community? Oh, how can't it benefit? That's, <laughs> oh, that's a loaded question. Um it is. Oh, I'm expecting I, a loaded response. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. I don't think there's absolutely anything at all to be lost um, from people becoming enlightened in, in their own consciousness and, and empowering others to do the same. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the more you surround yourself with people that you trust and people that you can grow with, the more enlightened you'll become. And I think the flow-on effects for that would just be endless. Mm-hmm. Um, no harm would come from that, surely. Um, you know, you wouldn't think that anything negative would, would come at all. It would just be, you know, we'd create a, um, a community that are understanding and empathetic and mm-hmm. more open-minded and, you know, um, you wouldn't have issues with race and religion and you know, sexuality or anything like that. Um, if everybody could kind of put themselves in the shoes of another person, even just for a moment, and just try and understand who they are and where they're coming from, I think we'd, we'd definitely be a better place, surely. Yeah, I, I agree so much on that because it, I could list all day, but you know, <laughs> we've only got so much time. <laughs> it's hard. Like, how do you... Yeah, I think... Um, look, particularly with our younger ones, um, mm-hmm. that, that would have to be you know, the biggest one. We, we would create a better generation, more understanding generation, yeah. more authentic generation of, of the next ones. Compassionate people. Mm, compassionate, yep. All right, so quick fire questions here. Oh, What's Lord. your your health tip for everyone? Don't smoke. Yep. Don't smoke. It's bad. It's expensive. <laughs> you feel horrible. It's not cool, kids. Mm-hmm. It is not cool. Um, just don't do it. How do you relax? A nap. Mm-hmm. 
um, I write, obviously, um, and I don't like to write on my laptop. I think the most relaxing thing for me is a good old-fashioned pen and paper. Mm-hmm. I can write for days if I've got a pen and paper. Um, if I'm on a laptop, I feel a little bit less connected to what I'm writing about. Um, and I find that I get writer's block a little bit more. But if it's a bloody pen and paper, mm. I'll just go. Um, and it is so relaxing um, to just have that freedom to just let your pen express your thoughts for you. Yeah. Mm. I think that's it's very much changed in society, yeah. in schools, because it's it's now all computers. Oh, There's no, that no makes me so sad. We used to get our pen license. Yeah, and pen and license <laughs> was the highlight. Oh. <laughs> Which I think I got my pencil, but not my pen, but I still write in pen, so I don't know if the police <laughs> You're are going to You're not allowed to. <laughs> what are you doing? Put that pen down. None of that. <laughs> That's probably something that our kids, um, yeah, need to do more. Oh. Pick up a pen and paper. Draw. Yeah, write, draw. Colour in. Yeah. Love all those things. What's the first thing you do when you wake up? I meditate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How long? Look, even just a little 10-minute one. Yep. Um, depends what time I wake up. I don't sleep very well yep. um, at night, so I tend to be you know, a bit of an early bird. Um, but always at least a 10-minute meditation just mm-hmm. to kind of hopefully get my mindset right for the day ahead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what about what's your favorite part of the day? It depends what kind of day I'm having. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If it's a, a work day, it's probably lunch. Mm-hmm. So that I can just sit and have a moment, um, and I find myself a lot more productive in the afternoon once I've done that. Um, if it's a weekend, like a Saturday or a Sunday, and I'm not working, it's probably in the morning. Mm-hmm. Just when you wake up on your own time without the blare of your alarm, um, and your body's just had the opportunity to wake up naturally. That's when I feel happiest, I think, just in that moment before you have to get out of bed, and you're like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen today. <laughs> what am I going to do? Um, and it's nice to not know sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Uh, last one. What's the the best thing you've recently purchased under fifty dollars that's improved your life? Mm. So best purchase under fifty dollars mm. recently can be anything. What have I bought recently? Um, probably my white sage, which I've been buying that for a while, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm that person in Mildura that goes into Ishka and buys all the white sage they have in stock. That's me. So when everyone else tries to go in there and buy it, no, I have it all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I, yeah, was in there recently and just bought like, I think it was about four boxes of the stuff. Whoa. Because I just love it. Um, I might start growing sage then. (laughs) Yeah, white sage will make you killing off me. Um, It's amazing. It's really cleansing. It's really um, purifying. Yeah, you burn it. Yeah, incense sticks um, through the house and, and that sort of thing. And people always comment when they come to my house house um what is that smell what is that and i'm like it's white sage it, it just reads negativity um so yeah i'd have to say white sage or maybe maybe my salt lamps um mm-hmm. yeah fan. Mm, huge fan yeah love them well that was excellent thank you so much for being <laughs> so for open and me. honest it was so good to connect with you and and like i was saying before like we connected a week, not even a week not ago. A week. It's been a couple of days, and yeah. especially when I find someone that I vibe with, and and I see that that open mindedness, and, and we just discuss so many different topics. Mm. And I was like, damn, people need to hear this, and so much I didn't know about you because <laughs> we've only chatted that one time, well, yeah, and yeah. you know it was incredible. And you know, thank you so much for being thank so you for having open me. and honest. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Um, can't wait to do it again. Absolutely. And I hope you have a great day. You too. Thanks so much, Carlo. So grateful for you for taking the time to listen in on our conversation. Hopefully you got some insights and values to raise your awareness. 
If you like the podcast, please subscribe and share on social media. Also, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review on whatever platform you are listening on. This boosts the podcast in the charts and gets it out there to more people. I would really, really appreciate it. You can also keep up to date on our Facebook and Instagram page. Both handles are at The Conscious Podcast and also my personal account at Carlo underscore Cirillo. Until next time, take care and be 